Welcome back, y'all, to episode 71 of the Zachary Wingate Podcast, where we go 365 days. Today, the count for how many podcasts that I have to do is 288. I have 288 podcasts, so I will be doing a podcast for 288 days more. So sit back, relax, and listen, enjoy the podcast, and remember... Nothing is off the table, so let's get into it. Conference today, police chief Stan... Stanley McFadden said officers stopped this man, 43-year-old Wesley Brownlee, early this morning. Our surveillance team followed this person while he was driving. We watched his patterns and determined early this morning he was on a mission to kill. He was out hunting. Okay, I guess kind of getting into some interesting news coming out of Stockton. California. I actually talked about this before on one of my episodes as it relates to Jeffrey Dahmer. Anyways, this Stockton serial killer. So, presumably the Stockton serial killer has been operating for the last 18 months. Um, the first killing was in 2021. The means in which he would execute his killings, he used um, a pistol and gunshot. Um, the pattern was kind of late night, anywhere between 12 to 5 a.m. in the morning. You know, these these killings were happening. They were shootings and, you know, disappearing from the crime scene. Nothing really interacting it from there. There are five actual um, individuals who unfortunately lost their lives and one woman that was wounded by it. So... Getting into it is pretty interesting um, because they are claiming that early in the hours of this morning, around 2 a.m., they were tailing um, an individual by the name of Wesley Brownlee, a black man who is 43 years old who lives in the area. They pulled him over um, because of tips and potential, um, I guess, it's like there's not really a hard reason why they said there were some tips from um crime stoppers and maybe got some information that indicated that mr brownlee could potentially be the stockton killer um and they pulled him over at 2 a.m and essentially what they were saying is he was hunting so it's always really interesting to me um because even listening to it i mean if you look at the facts you have this individual who is caught within, you know, stone's throw from the majority of where the murders are. When he's pulled over, he is found with a pistol. It was believed that he was hunting um, and looking for his next victim. Um, And, you know, going from there, just showing it what it could potentially be. I guess it's pretty interesting to think about it. Um, It's really hard to indicate anything other right now because I didn't see any, like, evidence you know, if they get the gun and they can tie the ballistics, then yeah, but 
there wasn't even really like a lot of hard evidence tying it to there but it like kind of always prompts this really interesting thing about the united states and serial killers because you know if there's two killers if you kill more than two people i think you're considered a serial killer and if you look at the numbers around serial killers around the world you know some of them you know i think canada has like 50 um the uk has like 900 and the united states has over 3000 um which is just unreal and you know it really kind of brought me back seeing to the dc sniper and i don't know if like if if any of you remember the dc sniper but he was also a black man he was actually jamaican and for the longest time you know he you know people were just being snipered by this dc sniper it's almost the same um reparandum just you know driving and shooting random people i mean the thing about the dc sniper it was a father and a son um they really had no profile on the victim it was just whoever and that's really what created issues with finding the dc sniper you know it's just the whole thing is really interesting but I have. I want to see how um, the DC sniper got caught, and understand it a little bit better from that perspective. But I do know um, what's really interesting is I, I once worked with a gentleman who had friends on the case for the DC sniper, and within his letters, like certain things like popped out. And one thing he said is, "My word is my bond," which essentially at this time was not something that a normal, not a normal people would. Use of the forensics had to take kind of the colloquial subtleties of his language to identify who it could potentially be, which is always really interesting. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just interesting. So I kind of Googled some stuff about serial killers. I don't know why, but one just to see kind of different black serial killers in the United States, because usually it's always white people. And this is really, really crazy. So this... A gentleman by the name of Samuel Little, I don't know if you're familiar with him, he was convicted in 2014 and was already serving multiple sentences. But it's believed that this man, from the years of 1970 to 2005, in over 19 states, approximately killed 93 people. What the f- What? And And Little died in prison at the age of 80 and... In December 20th. I'm like, what the heck is this? Like, this is a really interesting article. So this came out. I'm just kind of looking over a list of famous black sealer killers. And next we have Henry Louis Walness, who was convicted of multiple murders in Charlotte, North Carolina. Ten stabbings in 94. He was found guilty of nine. Okay. Next we have Chester Turner. Killed many women. Ten. I mean... He was actually from Warren, Arkansas. So he's from Arkansas between 1970. But, I mean, you never know. But 93 killings? I mean, I got to look up this Samuel Little dude. Because this is like... That's like... That's crazy numbers. I mean, I've never... Okay, Samuel Little who served 93. So... Samuel Little in itself, oh, he confessed. So it's almost like you don't really know, but he strangely, he's 93 victims, many of them victims dead, however, were often ruled to overdose, okay, 
For many years, Sam believed that he would not be caught because no one accorded to him victims the criminal analysis. So, in itself, that is just a remarkably large number. Um, but it's crazy because it's like, you know, the United States has the majority of serial killers. And sometimes it's just really un- unreal to think about it, you know, in the reference of of history, historical context. Okay. So, I mean, let's... I guess this is the most famous female serial killers. The first one on the list is Lena Uranus. And she was actually from Florida operating as a sex worker throughout the Florida in the 80s and is responsible for the death of seven men. Okay. Doesn't know who she shot point blank range. Damn. Then you have Liz Bowen. Liz Bowen took an axe and engraved her mother's fourth whacking. I mean, that is just intense. Anyways, the point being is, is as it relates to serial killers in and in the United States, um, it's always really interesting what happens. It's also really, really tragic, too. When you think about six people in Stockholm lost their lives for what? You know, it's like I don't really understand why in the United States, like, we're still dealing with stuff like this. It's like, it's, it's, it's like, you know, why in the right mind does this thing happen in the United States? Why does it happen in other countries? You know, what is the real focal point of it? And where does it, where does it come from? You know, where does these things are derived from? So, for me... It's always interesting. Um, I'm about to cash it in for the night. Thank you all for listening, and we'll talk with you tomorrow.